speaks to a people, when he speaks to a house, when he speaks through a prophet, when he speaks through apostolic voices, when he speaks through a minstrel and a psalmist, I believe he listens for a response. We've been pressing for years. Up nights, can't sleep. You feel this anti-youth barrier pushing down on you. But every time you keep pressing, that barrier has having to back up. It's having to withdraw. It's a glass ceiling that you've been hitting with the top of your head. And instead of getting upset with that glass ceiling and quitting. There's a heart rate that's rising. Your calf muscles are getting stronger. You're starting to jump again. Regardless of the temporary pain you feel in your head, regardless of the temporary pain you feel in your body, there's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. That glass has to shatter. That wall has to come down. I tell you to respond. I'm breaking. Break down. bless you and happy monday welcome to the love thy neighbor podcast this monday we are going to talk about yes you guessed it breakthrough what is it that you need a breakthrough in what is it that god is positioning you to break through and so as we continue to worship i want you to prepare yourself as we discuss today what it means for god to be the lord of the breakthrough god bless you
Hey, God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson with Love Thy Neighbor. Uh, This week we are uh, talking about uh, breakthrough. Been doing a study over the last couple of months um, out of 1 Chronicles um, chapter 14, verse 11. And uh, David uh, was in a battle against the Philistines. And his victory over the Philistines, he named the place Baal Perizim, which is translated the master, owner, or lord of the breaking through. Um, at this particular time in history, uh, the term Baal wasn't negative yet. And so David used that term as lord or master, owner of breakthroughs. And it was because of this uh, powerful victory that he had over the Philistines uh, that he named that place uh, Baal Perazim and we um, God is giving us opportunities to have moments like that in our life where there is a place where God shows up and we see him as the Lord of the breaking through Um, the term breakthrough um, is very popular today Uh, In those days, it just meant to break through, to spread out, to increase, uh, to break something down, um, to uh, overcome. Uh, Today, the term breakthrough is used a lot in overcoming an obstacle, um, achieving a goal, um, significant discovery or a significant advancement in a certain area. There's scientific breakthroughs, there's psychological breakthroughs there's all different types of breakthroughs and and i do believe that we have entered in in uh in uh, 2020 into a breakthrough season and people are discovering new things people are seeing new things people are overcoming things and i want to challenge the body of christ as a whole i'm going to try to send this out to as many people as i can Because in the next few minutes, and I'm not going to be very long, I am going to try to give you the tools um, for a breakthrough in your perspective. Uh, I want to uh, be the catalyst, uh, according to what the Lord has shown me, uh, for a mind shift or a paradigm shift. Over the years of pastoring and counseling, Uh, the major, major, major struggle that I see when I sit down with people is the way they think their perspective about what it means to be a Christian. And I think mainstream media uh, uh, has uh, really dogged us out because so many people are in churches but don't understand really what it means to be a Christian. They really don't understand that when I give my life to Christ, I am no longer the person that I was. That the Bible says in in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17, uh, verse 16, verse 17, sorry, uh, that you know it very well, that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. In that statement, it means that everything has started over. So many people give their life to Christ and then 
they try to use the Bible, use the spirit, use prayer to facilitate their hopes and their dreams. Which is backwards. When you come to Christ, now the Bible, the Holy Spirit, prayer is supposed to facilitate God's purpose in your life. Your end result has been changed. You're no longer destined for wrath. Now you're destined for paradise. You're destined for the presence of the Lord for all eternity. And all he asked ask in return is that now you live this life for him because he's going to give you a life that is going to be better than whatever you could have ever imagined here on this earth. And so the things here become less important and what God's purpose is becomes more important. And so uh, my goal over the next 10 minutes, 10 minutes is to help you to have a breakthrough in your thinking. Uh, The Lord spoke to me early this morning. Um, He said to, he said to speak what I say. He said that my heart should desire what he desires and that my eyes should see what he sees. And my hands should be reaching out to do what he's doing. And I said, God, what are, what are you trying to what are you trying to tell me? What he was trying to show me is that so often we are doing what we want to do, and then we're asking God to come along and bless what we're doing. We're seeing what we want to see, and then we're asking God to bless what we're seeing. We're saying what we want to say. And then we're asking God to bless what we're saying. When in all actuality, it's supposed to be the opposite. And so there's a limitation that we have put on our walk with God. And so the limitation uh, causes us to be trapped in materialism over mission. Achievement over assignment. And comfort over calling. So often we are going after things instead of accomplishing God's mission. We're looking to advance in our prosperity, in our money, in our our cars, our houses, our living. Even when we choose a place to live, we're not choosing that place because God wants to do work there. We're choosing that place because we like it. Even when we are... Uh, uh, picking out what to wear. We're not picking it out for the assignment or, or the mission that God has for me. I'm picking it out because I like the way it feels and it fits. We're, we're quick to pick materialism over mission. If somehow um, God is asking me for something that reduces my ability to fulfill my material dreams, then I'm going to put mission to the side. That's why a lot of churches 
a struggle financially because people are putting more attention into their material goods than into the mission of God. And maybe it's because they don't even see the mission of God in their church. They're just used to going. And so as long as God is blessing me with things, I'm happy. Um, Achievement over assignment. I'm one of those people that I have no problem with people going to school. But if you're going to school just for the achievement of the master's degree and not for the assignment that God is uh, preparing you for, because some people might need the degree for the assignment. Some people want the degree, want the degree for the achievement. Mm -hmm. And so God is calling people to choose assignment over achievement instead of achievement over assignment. And, and finally, I think the, the greatest obstacle is comfort over calling. If it is uncomfortable, I don't want to do it. If it is uncomfortable, God, please don't ask me to do that. Don't call me to pastor if it means I'm going to have to take uh, a pay cut. <laughs> don't call me into ministry if it means that I can't make the kind of money that I dreamed of my whole life. God, don't call me to sacrifice. I, I want to be comfortable. And so there's people that have said specifically to me that, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to follow a five-fold ministry. I don't want to go into uh, full-time ministry because, you know, I, I, I you know what, I, I need money. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to go through. And so they choose comfort over calling. Now, there's some people that your mission, your assignment your calling meets up with your finances. That doesn't always happen. There's not a lot of people who uh, are doing true ministry, following their calling, that uh, their calling funds their life so that they don't have to choose. Most people, you read the Bible, they were all, they, they chose mission over materialism. They chose assignment over any type of worldly achievement. Paul said that he counted it all nothing. Every accomplishment that he had, he counted nothing for the sake of Christ. So I'm going to ask two quick questions. I got five minutes left. You ready? You listening? Does God want me to be obedient or comfortable? (laughs) Now, some may say, why ask that question? Why are you asking that question? Because sometimes my obedient, my obedience is going to put me in a position where I'm uncomfortable. There's so often that we struggle and we think if that's an uncomfortable, inconvenient situation, then that can't be God. But, but most of the time, God is going to ask you to do something that you're going to have to trust him. You're not going to be able to have faith in your faith. You're going to have to have faith in God. What I mean by faith in your faith is that you're not going to have to, you're not going to be able to just believe your way out of it. You're going to have to believe God in it. The Hebrew boys went into the fiery furnace and they weren't trying to believe God to get out of it. They were just going to trust God in it. Oh, you don't like this gospel. This is where we need to be. We need to be in a place where the secondary consequence of our obedience is the things that we need, the things that, but the primary goal is to prioritize God's purpose over everything else. 
Obedience leads us to prosperity in our purpose, but comfort leads to deception and lukewarmness. Comfort leads to deception and lukewarmness. Let me read this to you real quick. And some of you know this by heart and you've misquoted it because you're quoting it from a selfish self-centered standpoint and we got to shift out of that because i believe that god wants to to prosper some people i believe that god wants to put millions in our hand so that we could fulfill purpose some but a lot of people want millions just for themselves here's what it says in joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 the this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will what? Make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Good success, prosperity in what? The mission, the assignment, the calling that God gave Joshua. God wanted him to achieve He wanted him to overcome every limitation and accomplish the mission, the the, the assignment, the calling that he gave him. But what we want is what we see in Revelations chapter two. We want to be able to say, (laughs) according to verse 17, uh, chapter 317, because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and I have need of nothing. Isn't that what we want? Man, be honest. You want that. You want to be able to say, I'm rich. (laughs) I'm wealthy. And I need nothing. And you do not know, this is what Jesus says back to them, that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You know why? Because they sought to be comfortable instead of going after their calling. They sought to be to, to, fo- to focus on achievement and, and being in a good place instead of being obedient to God. Comfort and obedience are always going to be rivals. I got one minute. God is more for your obedience in this life than he is against your suffering in this life. God is more for your obedience in this life than he is against your suffering in this life. You ready? First Peter chapter four, verses 12 through 14. This is beloved. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be exceedingly joyful. If you're reproached for the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rest on you. On their part, he's blasphemy, but on your part, he is glorified. Let me say this to you as I get ready to sign off. This week, look at your life. Look at the things that you're doing. Are you choosing materialism over God's mission? Are you choosing personal achievement over God's assignment on your life? Are you choosing comfort over God's calling? I want you to challenge yourself this week. Challenge yourself because the enemy wants to trap you 
in materialism, achievement, and comfort. And God wants to propel you in mission, assignment, and calling. He wants you to be fulfilled by his purpose in your life. He wants you to find joy in his purpose in life. He wants you to prosper in the things that he sent you to prosper in. He wants you to overcome every barrier, every boundary. He wants you to break out of everything that is holding you back from being the powerful man or woman of God you have been called to be. And it takes you shifting your mind to a place where it's important that I be obedient to God in certain areas areas, in my marriage, in my singleness, in my ministry, in my business, uh, in in every aspect of my life, even in my health. God, I want to be obedient to you because I want to be focused on your mission that you've called me to. I want to be focused on the assignment that you've given me. I want to focus on the calling that you have called me into. And so for such a time as this, you have been placed here. What is it that you have to go through in order to accomplish what God has called you to? God bless you. Please give me your feedback. I know this is a very different tone, but in this fast, God has been placing upon my heart an urgency to call the people of God into a season of breaking through. And the first place is a breakthrough in your perspective. I'm going to send this to everybody that I can, and I'm going to hope and pray that they listen and they are transformed by the renewing of their mind. I'm going to sign off this week and I'm going to pray that you have breakthroughs this week. Father, I pray right now that you would be the Lord of the breakthrough in their life, the master, the owner of the breakthrough in their life. God, push them, propel them, empower them, equip them, encourage them to overcome, uh, to accomplish the things that you've called them to give them significant discoveries this week. God, give them significant advancements this week, great opportunities to do your will and to do your work in this world. Oh, there's a world that's out there dying. They're in need of a savior. And we have the word of God. We have the spirit of God on the inside of us. God, we don't want to manipulate it for our own will and our own purpose. We want to follow your will and your purpose. God, shape us, mold us, uh, train us, teach us so that we can be the people that you have called us to be. I pray here in 2020, there'd be such a shift in the spirit, a shift in the atmosphere that we would see people willing to sacrifice for the sake of your mission, your assignment, and your calling that you have on their life. God, we love you. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. God bless you today. Forgive me if I sound very passionate, but the Lord has been waking me up early, early, early on this fast, and he's been speaking to me, and I just really believe that God wants to do something in you. God bless you. Please share this with somebody. Have a discussion with somebody. Call me. Text me. Uh, Facebook me, message me. Uh, If you have any questions that you want to talk about, any things that you want to talk about the last two weeks of this month, we're going to be talking about breakthrough. God bless you.